I'm Josh and welcome to episode two of the City Chief Talk podcast. Uh, really glad to be back for another episode. If you guys haven't checked out episode one, uh, where we spoke about Raheem Sterling's future, as well as a broad overview of our season expectations, then check that out. Today, however, we are focusing on Erling Haaland, someone who's certainly very high on a lot of City fans' wish list. Uh, you know, is he City bound? And if not, uh, we look at potential alternatives, uh, as well as an overlook on City's striker situation in general. And today we're really glad to be joined by a special guest, Francesco Pozio, a sports journalist and one of the hosts of the Here We Go podcast, which I'm sure you guys would have heard of. Um, we'll, we'll link that down below, I'm sure. So um, I'll just introduce the other guys here today. So we've got Francesco. Um, Ciao, guys. Michael. Hey, guys. Hey. Michael. Yep. We've got Daniel. Hey, guys. And Shane as well. Hello. So, Fran, I'll kick it off with you. Um, so we're going to be talking about Haaland, as I said. Um, so how realistic do you think this transfer could actually be? Because we've had a lot of hopeless dreams as City fans with a lot of big names. And given the enormous wage demands, for example, you know, I think he's asking for around 500 grand a week, um, which, which is a lot of money. And we obviously know his, his agent, Mino, Raiola, who's very strict in a lot of transfer business. So, you know, how realistic do you think this could potentially actually be for City fans? Should we get excited? That's a, that's the question of the questions for next year. So, uh, no, no. <laughs> thank you for asking me that. But uh, it's very difficult to answer today this question. Of course, of course, we're talking about uh, the men of 2022 uh, because uh, next year, for of course, we will talk about Harry Holland. Uh, for a lot of for a lot of uh, clubs, uh, a lot of there will be a lot of rumors. Uh, so we we have to stick to what we know right now. Uh, we know that Man City need a striker. Uh, that's hundred percent for sure. Mm -hmm. So and we know that Erin Holland has a release clause next summer, valid from uh, from, from from June. So uh, that's a fact. Um, it's difficult to say if. Man City are the front runner for Man for for Harry Nolan right now, because uh, yeah. there are so many clubs involved, and it's mm. to to be honest, I don't remember uh, a situation like this before. It's something uh, unprecedented. A player like Harry Nolan with the potential he has, with a release clause uh, low uh, in terms of uh, of course the value he has right now. Uh, so it's something that many clubs will be interested, but how many clubs can actually afford the salary you mentioned? The salary Absolutely. is something that, that, that we need to, 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 to be a, a bit clear because right now there are a lot of speculations about uh, the salary that Mino Raiola asked for, yeah. for, for Eric Noland. Uh, the, 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 the fact that right now uh, there is no request yet because the, he needs to see how many clubs will actually be involved in the in the conversation with for Holland? Uh, so we we need to understand uh, how many clubs would be actually interested because right now we can we can mention how many five six seven uh, not more probably yeah. uh, and then there will be there will be talks and we will understand how much we will ask for sure he will ask for a lot of money. That's, you don't need me to, 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 mm. to know this, but for sure he, will, he wants Harry Holland to be one of the most, if not the most uh, paid uh, player in the world, uh, but in the top three for sure, top three, four players. Uh, so we have to, we have to see that. 
so it will be interesting to see what, what it's going to do. Uh, my, my main yeah. point about Manchester City, and I think we will touch this point in the next minutes, but I, I, I want to say uh, is that um, it's very interesting to see how will be a deal with Manchester City considering the relationship that we know wasn't great and it's not yeah. great between Mino Raiola yeah. and Pep Guardiola. And that's the main point here, in my opinion. Uh, if both uh, can go, you know, through what happened in the past, uh, can, can say, okay, that's the past, uh, who cares? Let's, let's think about the future. Let's, the, there can be discussions. If mm. not, uh, we know how they are different and how they had issues, especially with Zlatan Ibrahimovic at Barcelona, uh, with many players involved. So it would be difficult, in my, in my opinion, to see a conversation between two. But also we know that mm. Manchester City have also other people taking care of transfers, not just Guardiola. So uh, yeah. there can be also a, a, a scenario where Guardiola is not involved. But I find it difficult to see Guardiola not be involved in a transfer for a player like Erin Holland. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I definitely. Yeah, I absolutely. think the city, especially the, the only thing that's really giving us a bit of hope, because um, a lot of these transfers, you know, we, if there's a big competition from some of the biggest clubs in the world, you know, we won't necessarily consider ourselves the favourite. But I think just at the moment, we have to consider ourselves as a favourite in this transfer because I don't think there's any other club quite as attractive for Haaland. Maybe if he's going to be part of a rebuild from Madrid or Barca, say. But I just think. For now, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but surely it, 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 that is the clear option. If you're putting yourself in his shoes, is that not the most obvious choice? Actually, I just want to say, uh, Haaland's idol is Ronaldo. So while Ronaldo's at Man United, he could potentially be like a factor of him wanting to join Man United. I don't think he will because, you know, he's yep. a Man City fan growing up, but it is something to consider. Yeah. I, That's a good point. Yeah, I wanted to say that... Um, um, Holland, we have to also look what he did until now because Holland had the opportunity to play for Juventus, for example, and he didn't do it. Uh, he could go to Juventus in the summer where Ronaldo went to Juventus. Uh, That's but he, did, he didn't see it as the right step to do at the moment. So yeah. he, he will really, really, really think with his dad that it's very important for, for, for him and also with, with Mino Raiola, of course. Uh, what's yeah. the right step to do right now? So maybe, uh, of course, he, he, would love, he would love to to play for the Premier League one day, and uh, so that that's for sure. But uh, he probably would will, will, will do it when he thinks he's ready. And don't underestimate his mental side of the of the of the no, transfer no, no. because mm. he's he was very very careful in choosing Salzburg and not Juventus. And and I don't I don't know if how many players will do the same. To be honest, going to Salzburg. And then not going to Juventus, and then going to Borussia Dortmund. Uh, there were other teams interested in Holland. It wasn't the same. We know that Solskjaer was really, really interested in bringing him to Manchester United when he was at Salzburg, uh, yeah. and they decided to go to to Borussia Dortmund. So now it will be interesting to see what he thinks about himself. I think now he's very confident about his future and his, his capabilities more than two years yeah. ago. But still, we'll be interested to see what does he think is the right step to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. I also think, um, like, the attraction that Man City has is a, is a huge benefit. Obviously, we can't ignore that his dad played for Man City. And his dad is obviously still a Man City fan. Um, so that could play his factor. And I think that, like, going to a big club like Real Madrid after going to 
um, after staying at Bayern or Borussia Dortmund. Um, it looks like he wants to go or step up the ladders um, and not like just take big leaps. So if he goes to Man City or if he goes to Real Madrid first, I think the, like, the likely end up would be that he, he goes to a big club like Man City or, or Man United if they fix themselves together. Preferably Man City, of course, but I think... <laughs> Of course, yeah. I think I think he he's got his eyes set on one of these big Premier League clubs, even Liverpool, if they gather the money together. So I, th- I don't know if his dad may push him or steer him into the right direction. I think Pep could also be a factor too, because if Pep or if we sign Haaland, Pep is likely to kind of secure his place at City and say, okay, I want to work with this guy for longer, and I want to work with Phil Foden for longer, and so on and so on, which would be better for us. Um, so I think Haaland, Haaland transfer could be massive. In terms of, of, of City's future and winning trophies and their manager and stuff like that. Would be interesting to oh, yeah. see also for next summer what happens to other players because it's uh it's like chess transfer market, yeah, you know. That's yeah. you mm-hmm. there are some yeah, players yeah. that right now we are we know that they're in one place, but maybe they won't be in the same place in uh, in June. Think about yeah. uh, PSG for example. Uh, we know the situation of Bappé and Real Madrid. So how does that can influence also a potential transfer to Holland? Uh, because if Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, uh, do they, I don't know if they have the capabilities to also have Holland the same team. Same for Paris Saint-Germain. And then who, who is going to replace? Uh, because Paris Saint-Germain, I know they bought Messi, but they will replace Kylian Mbappe if he goes somewhere else, for sure. Mm, uh, yeah. Also, you know... As you said, uh, talking about Liverpool, uh, we have to see also the, the situation of the contract of Salah. Uh, yeah. you know, mentioning also Lewandowski and Bayern Munich, because if mm. Bayern Munich becomes a possibility, it's another team to have. Yeah, that's, get to that's an interesting one. And Salah yes. and Misic was also clear to this point. And he said, uh, of course, we have to look in the market and and uh, Holland is one, of the, uh, is one of the players out there that everyone looks out. So yeah. uh, there are so many clubs, and it's, nothing before was like this. Nothing before like was like this. Right. I think it's interesting to um, touch back on. You know, you mentioned Lewandowski there in Bayern because I think that's, you know, as as the history has gone between those two clubs, you know, Dortmund and Bayern, a lot of the time, people would sort of seen Dortmund as a bit of a feeder club, say. And I think a lot of people would have expected maybe a year ago to think, you know, if that Lewandowski position becomes available should we just expect Haaland just to end up at Bayern? But I think the point that you mentioned earlier, Fran, about Haaland taking, you know, steps in his career, is this really, you know, would he really be respected? Or, you know, it's, it's just, I don't think this is quite the right step for him to then stay in the same league and just move to Bayern. I don't know what everyone else thinks, but it, it makes logical sense. But I don't think, I don't think I, he's actually going to end up going to Bayern. I just don't think that's his career path at the moment. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think you'd want to go to like the toughest league, which is the Premier League. That's why I think either City or Chelsea will end up taking him because he's going to be one to play at the highest level and the Bundesliga is not the highest level, in my opinion. Yeah, but if Haaland is to move to the Premier League, I think um, United and Man City are in a better position to get him because Chelsea recently got Lukaku. And I don't think they're going to go for another striker, seeing that they still have Werner. Um, I don't see Liverpool as competition because I don't really think they have the money for him. Um, also judging by them, you know, like taking long with Salah's contract, you know, that's like one of their best players. And if they had money, I'm sure 
a, a Salah's contract re- renewal wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, so I really think if he's coming to the Premier League, then City and United are in better positions to get him. And United, depending on the on whatever the current project is with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on 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 Holland side, uh, what I can say is that they are very calm at the moment. They are very easy. Uh, they are focusing on on uh, on this year, on this season. Holland is a very humble, special guy, guys. Uh, it's very unique, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Uh, it's not it, because a, a lot of players. Uh, that were in his position probably were actually already thinking about other teams, other clubs, uh, talking already with other clubs. He's very calm. And also Mino Raiola knows that. There is no, there is no rush in this. They know that they, they, they have yeah. options. They can wait. Of course, they won't wait, uh, but also that's also, and it's very important to, 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 to point this out, uh, the Borussia Dortmund uh, philosophy is to uh, plan stuff, you know. They they want to plan the transfer window in advance. So I don't expect Harry Nolan to leave Borussia Dortmund last week of August next year. Uh, I'm expecting yep. that to happen early in the summer, uh, if not even yeah, earlier. Yeah, so, so that's something that we have to we have to consider because also Borussia Dortmund will have to find a replacement. I know that with the with the release clause it's different, but. Uh, uh, there is also a matter of respect between uh, Holland, uh, Mino Raiola, and the club that actually made him, if not one of the best, the best striker in the world right now. Yeah. So uh, it's not just about because many people can say, "Oh, uh, there is a release clause, so they can wait on deadline day of August uh, 2022." I don't think that can happen, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also because because they don't they don't need it. Uh, also, the clubs that want uh, Holland will be all interested in arriving first <laughs> in, in this case. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, completely yeah, agree. I mean, I think um, you know, as you touched there. I mean, Harland is is no doubt one of the top strikers in the world. So I think you know, as you said, he's got. He's got the choice, you know, he's going to be relaxed about it, but he's probably going to want to make his choice quite early in the summer. But, you know, I think it, it's it's got to be it's got to be done soon. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talks in January. I'm sure there'll be, you know, contact made early from a lot of clubs. But I, I don't think any of us will, will be getting any exciting news anytime soon because I, I just think they're going to be talking to so many different clubs and... I mean, it, it doesn't sound like Fran that you think that he's necessarily made any any favorite choices already, or if he's got anything in mind already. I know, no, no, read his mind, but he's probably going to be relaxed about it, as you say. He has no, he has no favorite. Of course, he has. Uh, I mean, uh, there are not so many. It's not like he can go everywhere. There are limited clubs that he could he could he can go because his yeah. salary is affordable to only few clubs right now. Uh, so it's not like an unlimited number of options he has, but still at the moment he wants to. It, for him, it's very important also the the project that the, the club has uh, outside the pitch uh, for the next year. So it won't be just a matter of you know oh we give you uh, I don't know uh, five hundred thousand per week and uh, this is it and who who offers more gets Holland. I don't think it was this way with him. Uh, they need to convince him. That's why they started also last year. 
uh, I mean last year, this year with uh, yeah, NATO, yeah. Minoraira went to Spain to to visit uh, Barcelona, to visit uh, Real Madrid, but also other clubs did the same. Uh, so they're already starting to to understand. In that in that talk with Barcelona and Real Madrid, they never they never spoke about money. They never spoke about uh, numbers. They only spoke about the project. Uh, that's important to to understand what they will do also in the next in the next month because I'm sure that talks will will start soon with a lot of clubs. Uh, yeah. So they they will they will, they want to be convinced by the, the 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 whole project, not just the money. Otherwise, it's too easy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I go to Newcastle. Yeah. If it's just for the money, you know, or <laughs> or, yeah. or, or so it's uh, yeah, it, it's not like that. I think will yeah. be interesting. I completely agree. I mean, I think Haaland, he's got a magical choice. He's got the dream player's choice compared to, to the likes of some other players in the Premier League. Um, I think that he he gets to choose, or he's going to really think about what he gets to, or his choices and, and what who he's going to pick. Um, because if he goes for Man United, as they are right now, they've not got a plan. Um, so I think that kind of they kind of ruled themselves out in a way. If you go for Newcastle, as you said, it's just for money. They've not really got a set plan or been, they're not really shown their plan right now. It's early stages, but they're not showing it so far. City, you've got the idea, okay, in a couple of years, you're going to be looking to rebuild um, when Gundogan is going and, and Kevin De Bruyne is getting older and um, stuff like that. So you're going to be looking for, for more change and trying to further on Pep's ideals. And I think for City, you've seen that kind of... Um, Pep style of play really come to life and I don't think they're going to, when Pep goes, they're not going to go and say, okay, let's pick a, a manager who plays defensive football. It's not like that. So you, you like... Uh, we're club... place with a like-minded manager, definitely. Exactly. So you're going to see, you you know what you're going to get with City, build up attacking play. Um, so I think that's one of the things that we have for us. Like we've not changed in the past couple of years. We've said what we're going to yeah, stay as. Definitely. So that, that's for us. Well, it's interesting because I mean we can talk a bit more about you know how if if Harlem was to come you know what his how he would fit and sort of his role because at the moment obviously we're seeing a City team without a strike and we've seen this for, for the last year and continuing on to this year and playing some of the best football we've seen in a while so without a striker you know we're managing quite well I know it's still everyone's ideal situation to get that striker but it it will be interesting to see I know we're not going to deny how incredible Harlem is you know he's got some of the most ridiculous stats we've ever seen for a 21-year-old. But, you know, are we actually going to have to shift our style of play a bit with a Haaland striker? And especially because I don't think we can really compare Dortmund's style of play with cities because, you know, Dortmund, especially in the Bundesliga with the high-line defences, you know, they get a lot of counter-attacks and Haaland's able to use his speed. But with City, you know, teams are going to be low blocks. You know, he's going to have to probably improve a bit of his his build-up game, which, you know, it, it seems all right at the moment. But, you know, how, how different are we going to have to change our style of play if we were to get someone like Haaland who thrives on you know, open spaces and, and driving through on goal. See, this is for me, this is why I would prefer to sign someone like Mbappe. I know he'd be way more expensive. I know he's not as good of a goal scorer, but I feel he's more of a player that would fit our system perfectly. And if I had to choose between Mbappe and Haaland, I would choose Mbappe all day long. I don't know if that's just oh, me. Yeah. but um, Interesting. Um, I'm not sure, yeah. Personally, 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 I I disagree with that because I think if we end up signing Mbappe, it's going to end up uh, uh, more like a Gabriel Jesus situation where you sign a winger and then later on in his career, he doesn't want to play central anymore 
and prefers what they call it playing on either the flanks. I think that's that's how we're going to end up with Mbappe. My ideal striker, obviously, is Harry Kane because I think that's the perfect Pep Guardiola forward because he drops deep. He doesn't only like score goals. He can create, and I think he'd be perfect for our system. I would take him yeah. in a heartbeat if he was still available. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like that, he he definitely would have been earlier on in this summer, especially off the back of his, you know, ridiculous season last year with you know topping assists and goals. Clearly changing his style, as you said, he definitely would have been. You know, I was almost, I was more than happy to get him, and you know, potentially even over Harnad because he was already integrated in in that sort of role. But I'm I'm just not sure after watching him recently. I just think, especially talking to a lot of other City fans, you know, they don't seem as keen on, on Kane anymore. I think we sort of let that ship sail, but maybe maybe some yeah, others I will think, be, be after him. I think they're probably just disappointed at his current form, but I think he's just probably, like, unhappy. You know what I mean? Like, he's being held against his will. Yeah. He did want to leave, and, you know, he's literally just did. And there's technically, there's no plan. There's no project going on at Tottenham. Um, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Kane, he, as you said, Michael, like he, he's really unhappy. And if you play with the, the kind of unhappiness he's feeling, it doesn't really help him. And he's he's, he's gone yeah. into, into like this defensive mode after the media have come after him um, for the alleged acts of him trying to miss training to try and force a move to City. Um, I also think that. Um, Daniel Levy didn't help in many ways before. Like no one's going to pay 160, 100, what, 150 plus million pounds um, for him. It, especially like he's a great striker. I'm not going to deny it, but I don't think there's a really, I don't think there's a person who's really worth 150 million pounds in the world of football. Yeah, because especially with Kane, because there's no resale value. Yeah, like yeah, once no, you yeah. pay that, it's it's done. You know. Mm. It's the yeah. double of uh, Erin Nolan Reese close, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we, we have to consider that. Yeah, that, that's why I think it's. It, I, I don't see. It. It just doesn't seem to make as much logical sense. I know Michael's keen on 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 Kane because he fits our style of play, but when we look at it from like a financial, you know, looking at future, considering Harlan's release clause, obviously, if he was being sold at his actual market value, which I'm sure is way above 150 million probably close to 200 mil but the fact that it's you know looking like around 75 million euros or, or whatever the release clause is i just don't think you can look past that um so i don't yeah, know if yeah, had true. a choice they would avoid that yeah true but you see like the thing with holland yeah i also want him hey but like the thing is you know holland is young so just because you signed him doesn't mean um he's guaranteed to stay at your club you know like four or five years you know, yeah. and that, you know, but like you get Kane now, you know, this guy's going to finish. He's like these peak years, like at your club, you know what I mean? But like with Haaland, yeah. he's probably going to get to a point where he's going to be like, okay, I want to go somewhere else now. You know what I mean? I want to explore and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, we want to be careful that he doesn't use us as a bit of a stepping stone. Um, you know, we, we, we will obviously hope that he's coming here yeah. for the project, but like, know, what if... Like Leroy, like Leroy, for example. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what if City end up declining a bit? You know, we're, we're so privileged at the moment. We're, we're blessed to have Pep. And, you know, he, he has this knack to just constantly resurrect us from any sort of poor form. But what if, you know, after he does inevitably go, you know, what, what if we decline a little bit and then he ends up, you know, looking at some other tasty options, you know, like some of the big clubs like Madrid and Barcelona will probably be yeah. rebuilt by then with their financial backing. Exactly. So 
that's a good point. Yeah, I see what you mean. He may not actually stay. I will go step by step uh, if I were a Man City fan. <laughs> I would I would love yeah. to have him first and then let's see in a few years what's happening. <laughs> because uh, yeah. then never say never. Maybe in five, three, four years there is another young striker that you desperate to want and then uh, Erling Roland can go somewhere else. So you never say never, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel I yeah. feel you're worried like what happened with Lukaku at Inter Milan with Conte. Uh, that's of course a scenario that can happen everywhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, for yeah. sure. Uh, but at the end, Inter, they bought Lukaku for 85 million. I think there was no one expecting Inter to make money out of that. No, uh, no. So, and I will, in football, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity because Poland, you know, you can buy him for 75 million and make sure you, you can sell him again for more than that. Uh, that maybe yeah. doesn't happen, but yeah, true, true. follow the logic that happens. If you buy Holland for 200 millions, I don't know if that can happen. Think about Paris Saint-Germain and Mbappé, uh, what, what's happening with them. So I know that it's something that fans don't want to hear, but no. Uh, no, so, yeah. uh, board members of the clubs think about this, these logics, you know, and that's, that's important yeah. to think about no, the financial that's, that's... balances. Yeah, probably why the City are probably looking at a lot of other alternatives anyway, you know, on top of the fact that maybe we won't be able to meet the wage demands these after or, or things like that. But, you know, there are other alternatives that we've all seen quite a lot and we've seen them thrown about regularly and they're, they're quite heavily linked as much as maybe we, we don't want them over Haaland. But there's some people like Vlahovic, you know, Fiorentina striker, he's young. You know, we'd probably be able to build him into a, into the team. He's quite a similar profile to Haaland in terms of, you know, he's, he's, he's a tall lad and he's strong. And Vlahovic... Sorry if I interrupt you, but no, Ravich is a very underrated player, I think, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys have watched some games of him, some goals he scored. He's improving so much. Now he had a difficult start this season because, you know, there were so many talks about him, rumors. Yeah. Uh, he didn't extend the contract with Fiorentina, so that the, <clears> the fans are, like, against him right now. The president, of, or the owner of Fiorentina, spoke against him and his, his agent, so it's... For a young guy like him, uh, it's not easy to to deal with all this stuff. But he's no. really talented. We are talking about if you see the numbers of Lovic, he's one of the top five uh, young strikers in the world right now. So we're talking yeah. about a player. He scored a free kick last weekend. It was unbelievable. Mm. Um, his his technique is very very good. He's he, you were talking about before the build up, you know, of Holland is yeah. missing out. He has it. 100%. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of potential. And I think we are talking about a player that for sure, I think he will move uh, next year. I will see if he's going to be in January or in June. But yeah. if he doesn't extend the contract, he will he will move for, for sure. Uh, and he doesn't look, he will, he will extend it right now. So we have to see who is going for him. We know that Juventus, of course, are are looking at because they, they, they have to see but they have to solve the situation of Morata first so it's another you know it's yeah, another aspect. he's a very high demand player uh, yeah definitely. Tottenham are interested Atletico Madrid wanted him so now they, they bought other players but it's a player that I think uh, I know that it's not Holland so I don't say I know, don't come here and say you have to be excited about Blauwich no, no, yeah, we would be I'm sure we'd be but, excited still yeah. but, but it's a very very talented player so would be a great at opportunity at this point at this point, I just need someone who can put the ball in the back of the net. 
Because we've been watching games like PSG, you know what I mean? We've been creating chances, but not clinical enough, you know what I mean? We're playing the best football, but at the end of the, at the, end of the, at the, end of the game, there's like nothing to show for it. But Man City are missing clearly a striker right now. I mean, you know better than me. Yeah. Like that, there is a, there is a, there is a spot that is missing right now. That's, that's why Guardiola is playing with different players and trying different, yeah. different things because he doesn't have a proper number nine. And yeah. It's not easy. It's a, when you don't play with Messi at Barcelona in 2010, which was another thing, uh, it's not easy to play with a, with a, without a specific number and a real number nine. Uh, Although we might be seeing, uh, you know, a, a, a young Phil Foden taking that, that false nine role at the moment because that's what he's been playing at the moment. And I know a lot of us have been enjoying watching that. Not necessarily the long-term solution because I think we all want him to probably move back into midfield. But as a false nine, there's a lot of promise there because we know Foden's a sponge. He could probably take, he takes on all his, um, you know, recommendations from Pep. So I think for now, we're, we're probably all right, you know, in, in, in that sort of role. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll question. do fine. Um, let's say we win the league this season, or we win the Champions League. We won. We win one of them without a striker. Does that then mean mm-hmm. we can take the risk of maybe using Liam Delap? You know, mm-hmm. so a player we already have, a striker, uh, instead of signing someone like Holland or Vlala Holovic, um, would yeah. Delap maybe be a better option? No, absolutely yeah, not. That's, that's a good point. Absolutely not, because. Because remember, your rivals will keep on getting better. Because just because you had one fantastic season without a striker doesn't mean it's going to be the same. Because like every every Two. year, the quality gets better. Because look look at this season, Chelsea just got a striker. Their defense is like absolutely crazy. So they can literally just sit back, you know, score a goal, and you know they'll keep on winning games like that. You know, like clutch. Like I think a lot right of us now, expected Matt, us to struggle a bit more though this season though because yeah um, exactly. But we haven't. It, that's that's yeah. the interesting part. True, true. But it's not the best part, you know what I mean? No, it's not the best. But I, I think the only way we're going to, as as Daniel said, the only way we're going to be thinking potentially do we need a striker, I think, is is the only outcome is if somehow Foden actually just turns into some sort of false nine genius and we can't we can't you know bear to see a striker replace him. But I don't think that's going to happen, as I said. I yeah. think his intention and the club's intention is him to move back into midfield to control the games but it would be very yeah, interesting but I'm sure, to see I'm, I'm sure everybody saw um, I think it was Pep's press conference with Sky um, like right after the game where they asked him oh, yeah. um, do Man City need a striker and he like completely like shut down the report and was like, yeah. like every time I play well you're going to ask me this question and when I lose you're going to tell me that I need a striker so <laughs> what's the point you know yeah and I think enough, that- yeah I think the media as well, they're kind of playing into the narrative. I think we, I think the media is kind of hyping us up to say, okay, we need a striker, we don't need a striker. When in some games, we can all agree that, okay, the chances that we create um, will be enough for someone to pop it in. And we've seen that happen. But obviously in games like PSG, where you need to be clinical unless you get punished, um, those are the games that you just think, oh, this is the time that we just wish we had a striker, someone to pop it in the net. And yeah. Liam Delap, this would have been a fantastic season for him, but with his injuries and and like he's trying to come back into the ranks from the EDS all the way up to to the first team again, it's been really hard for him. I think Cole Palmer's the one who's really taken the taken the chance um, and and run with yeah. it. 
Um, Phil Foden as well, obviously, because he's a first team player. But I think Cole Palmer from the from the from the academy, he's been fantastic, and he's he's taken. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we can rely on the being. Yeah, I don't think we That's... can rely on an on, on academy product like Delap necessarily guaranteeing that striker role, especially we haven't seen him enough this season. I know he's incredible yeah. a talent, but I don't think we can just rely on that considering we have the option of actually spending the money on a striker, which Pep has wanted for quite a while. Yeah, now. true. I think uh, now that you mentioned Delap, that's actually one of the reasons where, you know, like my mind is pushing more for Kane because, you know what I mean? Because, like, I think with Harry Kane, Delap might actually get a few more runs into the first team. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because of his in injury record and fitness and stuff. Yeah, makes sense. All right, I think we've had a fantastic discussion here. I mean, I've loved it every second. Um, yeah. Fa- Francesco as well, thank you so much for being here. Um, you've been a real insight. Um, us Man City fans, we can stress at times, but you've been there to help provide some um, some clean narratives to the whole situation. Um, so yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So we'll end it there. Thank you for listening to the City City Chief um, Talk podcast. It's been a fantastic time. Um, We've enjoyed every second of it. Um, The first podcast is up and the trailer is up as well, featuring um, JD's voice. So be sure to listen to that. I'm sure he'll enjoy it as well (laughs) to get more listens. Um, But yeah, it's it's been been a thrill. Um, We appreciate you all. And we'll see you in the next one. Cheers, guys. Cheers.